Alright, well, welcome back to another episode of Bite-Sized Virtue. This is episode 7 of season 4. And I guess first off, I'd like to say Christos Vos Cres. That is known in uh, Christian circles as the Paschal greeting. Um, that particular rendering of it was kind of a mixture of Ukrainian and Church Slavonic. It means Christ is risen. The greeting is, of course, a two-part thing. I would say Christos Vos Cres, and someone hearing it would say, He is risen indeed. And like I say, I mean, that rendering of it is the one that I grew up with. I grew up in uh, as much the Eastern Rite Church as uh, as I did the Western Rite Church. Consequently, you know, Christos Vos Cres was something that was said often, uh, not just at church, but then of course at like gatherings, things like that, and all throughout the, the season of Easter, you know, not just on the weekend on which Easter itself falls, but then uh, on all the uh, the many days that come after that weekend leading up to Pentecost, which is of course the length of the Easter season, uh, approximately 50 days. Uh, but it's rendered just as much in other languages. In fact, at one church service I was at, someone even rendered it in binary by rapidly flicking the lights in the uh, back of the chapel on and off, So, uh, which I was greatly amused by. So, yeah, it's, uh, we're now into the sort of the post-Easter, post-Lent, and I don't know if I'm going to carry on Bite Size Virtue all the way through to Pentecost, but I am at least going to complete this episode and probably one more to kind of just close out the octave of Easter, um, the, the eight days following Easter Sunday. And this week I wanted to look at a question that, well, so the question that I really want to dive into is, you know, is it enough to simply reject shame and, and being shamed? to follow the path of honor. Is that sufficient? Or is there more that we should perhaps be mindful of? And what kind of triggered my thinking on this, so one of the other things that I did during Lent, and this was kind of a, not so much a, a, a formal penance that I you know, really took on, but I did try to limit my use of social media, but in times where, you know, I found that I wanted to stare at my phone, instead of clicking over to one of the social media applications, I'd click over to the Kindle app and I'd start reading. And one of the books that I got into, uh, and I believe I cited this earlier on in the series, was All Things Considered, which is sort of just a collection of short writings by G.K. Chesterton. And a couple of passages in there really, really stood out to me um, during the last couple times that I was reading it. Here's the first one. All injustice begins in the mind, and anomalies accustom the mind to untruth, uh, the mind to the idea of unreason and untruth. Suppose I had, by some prehistoric law, the power of forcing every man in Battersea to nod his head three times before he got out of bed. The practical politicians might say that this power was a harmless anomaly. That it was not a grievance. It could do my subjects no harm. It could do me no good. The people of Battersea, they would say, might safely submit to it. But people of Battersea could not safely submit to it for all that. If I had nodded their heads for them, 
For 50 years, I could cut off their heads for them at the end of it with immeasurably greater ease, for there would have permanently sunk into every man's mind the notion that it was a natural thing for me to have a fantastic and irrational power. They would have grown accustomed to insanity. For, in order that men should resist injustice, something more is necessary than that they should think injustice unpleasant. They might think injustice absurd. Above all, they must think it startling. They must retain the violence of a virgin astonishment. And here's the other passage. Before we congratulate ourselves upon the absence of certain faults from our nation or society, we ought to ask ourselves, why is it that these faults are absent? Are we without the fault because we have the opposite virtue? Or are we without the fault because we have the opposite fault? It is a good thing, assuredly, to be innocent of any excess. But let us be sure that we are not innocent of excess merely by being guilty of defect. Now, the first passage talks about injustice, and we've been talking about honor over the last few weeks. Just so. And I think the second passage is actually the bridge between, you know, the notion of justice and honor for us here. Now, I've posited many times in the past that virtue exists as a golden mean on a continuum between two equal but opposite vices. Um, and I can't really actually take credit for this idea at all. Fundamentally, it's an Aristotelian idea in origin. Um, Aristotle, you know, definitely held to this golden mean uh, view of virtue. It was, of course, fleshed out by uh, Thomas Aquinas and others. And really, I do think it is helpful to analyze, to, to frame any discussion of virtue using this golden mean idea. Because, as I've remarked plenty of times, you know, like, it's it's not always sufficient, even when you're looking at the virtues of Ultima, to simply look at them with a pure binary virtue, anti-virtue, done uh, framework of analysis that tends to leave a lot out of the picture that should really be contemplated when one is actually analyzing virtue. And if you look closely enough, actually, you do see this come out sometimes in the games, although it's not directly addressed as such. I posed a question last week. If shame is one of the anti-virtues opposing honor, what then is the other one? What is the equal but opposite vice? Well, nobody offered an answer, and that's fine. I mean, it was Easter, you know. But, because nobody offered an answer, I'm going to put forth my own. Because when we talk about honor, we really have to ask what it means to, to even to have honor. Um, when we, when we analyze what that means, sorry, to have honor, uh, we really need to ask ourselves whether we have honor, you know, Pace Chesterton, be, simply because we lack shame, or whether it's because we're actually mistaking the opposite fault for honor. And... Well, you know what, here, let's just crack into a definition here, okay? This is a definition of a word. The, uh, the first definition is having no shame about things generally considered unacceptable. 
insensible to disgrace, a shameless braggart. Uh, and the second definition that I found was showing a lack of shame, the shameless exploitation of the natives, for example. If you hadn't already guessed, the word that I'm contemplating here is shameless. And it seems to me that, you know, if shame is one of the anti-virtues of honor, shamelessness is the second one. And the reason I think that actually does bring us back to Battersea. You know, in the example of Battersea in, Ch in Chesterton's, in the first passage I quoted from Chesterton. Because, you know, in order to practice honor, it's not simply enough to be cognizant of the existence of shame and to strive to avoid it. I mean, obviously, that is part of it, but that's not all of it. We must also be cognizant of being shameless and strive to avoid that as well. Honor rests between the two. And, you know, in some ways, it's actually kind of a manifestation of the healthy practice of the two. You know, honor isn't simply about um, countering shame with braggadocio. And it's not about countering um, boastful shamelessness with crushing guilt. Rather, it's kind of in, it's in between the two, and it's about refusing both of those vices in the proper ways. It's about admitting fault and, and wrongdoing and error and regret when it's warranted, just as much as it's about acknowledging you know, praise and accolades and the good things that one has done when it is warranted to do so courage to stand up for truth, right? And that cuts both ways, you know, to have the courage to accept when others tell the truth about us, whether that truth that they're offering is, you know, praise for deeds that we have done or things that we have said, or, you know, is kind of pointing out, hey, you really messed that up. Um, maybe you need to work on that. And, you know, it's also about having the courage to then do the same for others, to do the same in any circumstance. And really, I think, to, to keep on the path of honor, we're not just required, we're required not just to have an informed understanding of both of these opposite vices, shame and shamelessness, but also, to, you know, really look on them as being not even things that are necessarily unpleasant or things that are to be avoided, but as things that are, you know, fundamentally absurd and even shocking. You know, if we're genuinely honorable, then we should really see being shamed as being nothing less than an insanity, you know. We should think it crazy that someone would suggest that we should be consumed by soul-crushing darkness over a misdeed that we have done. But equally, we should think it an insanity that we should 
boast loudly and arrogantly about the same misdeed. Honor rests in the middle. It's not about crushing guilt. It's not about being an arrogant braggart. It really is about truth. It really is about courage. It really is about representing oneself to the world and representing the world to oneself and to itself in a way that is in a way that is truthful and indeed it's about having the courage to do so consistently whether what one is ultimately you know having reflected back to oneself or reflecting to the world or to oneself is a wrong that genuinely needs you know to be remedied or a good thing that should genuinely be praised This is, I don't know, I don't want to risk seeming unhumble, but, you know, like this occurred to me today, and this is something that I struggle with a lot, actually, is less so the admitting fault side of things, although sometimes that, but, you know, just the accepting praise side of things. There was a, a post on the Ultima Dragons, this was by... Uh, the developer of U-Ultima, the Unity-based Ultima 1 remake, and he wanted to create a little tribute hall for the Ultima Dragons. And I'm apparently one of the characters, the NPCs, that he wants to include in this hall because of, you know, the, the contributions that I've made to the Ultima community over the years. And he specifically singled out not only the Codex as a news source, but also Spam 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 Humbug as, you know, kind of being a voice for the Ultima Dragons. And that's, that's really great praise. But it's just so weird to hear it. You know, I, I think of myself as just this guy, you know? Like, I, yeah, I got a website, and yeah, I got a podcast, but, you know, I'm just this guy. And it's just, it's so weird to me whenever I hear people reflect back to me that, you know, like, hey, no, like, you actually do something that I find tremendous value in, that, you know, actually um, I find meaning in. Just like me, really? I okay. I I thank you. <laughs> I will probably. I hope it never stops being at least a little bit weird when people say that. But equally, I hope that I can you know accept it gracefully when people do say that. And I hope that in doing so, I can you know, not only comport my, conduct myself with a measure of honor, but also, you know, treat the other person with honor as well, to, you know, treat as important, treat as valid the meaning that they derive from my efforts that I'm just putting out there because, hey, I like the Ultima series a lot. You know, next to Catholicism and scouting, it's probably been one of the biggest influences on my life. It's probably one of the things that's shaped my uh, experience of a lot of things. So anyways, I think I'm going to end it there. Be a bit of a shorter episode this week. That's fine. 
pick it up for at least one more next time, unless Linguistic Dragon or Deathblade Dragon or someone has a guest, um, a guest episode that they want to submit. I should really talk to Linguistic about that because he did mention some interest in that. But for now, thank you for listening. And until next time, be virtuous. Oh.